1: more than once, actually.
0: Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere, playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Chris Carter, creator of the X-Files, and you're listening to the X-Cast. <laughs> Everybody, to the Xcast, the truth is in here. I'm your host, Tony Black, and in this episode, we are continuing our voyage into season 10 and we're talking about Founders Mutation now, which is the second episode of the uh, brand new mini series Revival after My Struggle. Which, of course, if you've been listening, myself and Tanya Hernandez chewed our way through last week and into this week. But I'm joined today for Discussion on Founders Mutation by uh, the returning Mr. Andrew Brooker. Hello, how you doing? You're right. I am good, thank you. Thanks for having me back on. Absolute pleasure, as always. Let's start before we get into Founders Mutation by asking you, Andrew, what you thought of my struggle first, because obviously you didn't get to talk about that episode on the last set of podcasts. So, yeah, what were
1: your thoughts about the very, very first one? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I know there's been uh, you know a few people that haven't quite haven't enjoyed it quite as much as me, and I think I've been really lucky. You know, I kind of went in blind and knew nothing about what was coming. Yeah, and I just sat in awe for the entire forty five minutes. It was amazing. <laughs> do, you, do you realize? I said this to the wife yesterday while we were watching the new ones. You and me, mate, we're back to being teenagers. I know, sitting, spending our weeks waiting desperately for the next episode of X Files. I bet you didn't think that was going to happen again, did you? I really didn't. I really didn't. It's funny because I was talking to um, a
0: friend of mine, and um, he's a big fan of of TV. He's a TV writer, all kinds of things. And he was saying, it'll always come back. He said, these things always come back around. I said, yeah, but the X-Files wasn't going to. I was like, you know, it was for years and years and years and years. We thought it was dead. So he, he was always convinced that, you know, the trends of television would mean it would come back. But I just, I never thought I'd feel this way again. And I haven't felt this way since Lost. That was the last show. I felt like I could not wait to get my hands on the on the next episode, and that's not even close to the feeling I had with
1: X Files. I have to admit, Lost. Uh, I tried with Lost and failed miserably on several occasions. You got lost in it. Yeah. I do not know what you mean. I, I, you know, I've had TV's. House actually was probably my last big one. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I'm a big fan of House, and by the time we got to the end, week by week, I was desperate for the next episode. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, the thing with X Files is it always. It was a product of its time. There was no way it should be able to come back now. It just wouldn't suit. Seem- well, this this is the thing, and this is what
0: we talked about, obviously, in the um in the last podcast, and I put in my written review, which you can find on the bottle episode, UK, which is that he's made it relevant again, hasn't he? You know, he's he's
1: found a way to make it relevant, and that I think is the most amazing thing. Oh yeah, so it's very hard work, because you know, I mean, we get we get films now that cover all the stuff that the X Files would be covering, week by week quite regular as well everything from you know born up to the the silliest of spy movies it's not something i expected to happen it really isn't and i i'm so chuffed it did and yeah (laughs) well i've got one
0: last little question about uh, my struggle and i've got to ask you this and i think i want to ask everyone this until we get the answer (laughs) smoking man what the hell and what's he up
1: to i i don't know i what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) I sat, when I watched it, I literally had goose pimples. Yeah. When it happened. I mean, it was a bit, it was a bit shit that I'd stuck him on the poster Mm. for it. Because if it hadn't been for that, I, well, you and I talked about it on a previous episode, but if it hadn't been for that, I wouldn't have known he was coming back. Yeah. And that would have been a much more, uh, a a much bigger hit, I think. But it was still good. And it was still the fact that it was that. 'Cause clearly the the intention was to not tell anybody he was coming back. Yeah. Because his bloody name doesn't appear until after he's been on the screen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I I think you and you and Tanya said this, didn't you? Yeah, well we said that
0: um we suspected or at least certainly I suspected that it wasn't necessarily Chris Carter's decision to put him in the press in the promo stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it suggests that there was original
1: plan to actually Make him a, a mysterious figure and be it have it be a shock. So that's a bit of a shame. I do take back my thinks uh cause you and I were talking that night, weren't we, about what was going on? I do take back the my black oil comment. I don't think it was that because I watched it again and went, no, actually, I was very wrong. I was clearly just excited and saw black eyes. <laughs> I'm round. They clearly weren't there, and I was clearly talking out my ass. I'm just way too
0: excited. <laughs> but that's the beauty of it, isn't it? You know that you can. Look into these things and go, Oh, is it that? Is it that? Is it that? Very, very few shows can bring that out with you. So, no, it was great. It was great to have that. I mentioned it on the podcast. It was great to have that flurry of emails between you, uh,
1: me, and Paul Field just there, just, you know, straight away. Oh, my God. Awesome. You'd watch it just before I had something like my iPad miles away. Don't read it. Don't read it. Don't read it. Don't read it. Just don't read it. (laughs) You did well, it's A restraint. Definitely.
0: Well done. Anyway, okay, let's move on from. um, my struggle and get into founder's mutation. And in this episode, we're going to discuss. We're going to go back again and discuss Mulder because for each episode, we're going to discuss Mulder and Scully and any other characters who pop up again. But in this one, we're going to talk about Mulder's journey through this episode. And I think the key thing to begin with, really, is that the first time we see Mulder, he and Scully are back on the case, aren't they? You know, it's they are dropped right back into the the FBI landscape and. You know, like nothing's happened. Almost like we never left. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although this is a little bit of a consequence of the fact that they changed the running order. Wasn't this supposed to be the fifth episode? Yeah, that's right. And I think it could have worked in that spot. But I see at the same time why they shifted it. And there is that little bit of a sense that they've had to maybe do some after work just to tweak it slightly so it feels like a second episode. Because one thing that struck me is that they are dropped right into being in the FBI again. But I think there may have been, if we'd have had Home Again, which was supposed to be the second episode and he's now the fourth, I suspect we might have had a little bit more of a they're back in the FBI kind of introductory kind of bit.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think, because we said this about uh, Home, didn't we, when we, when we discussed it yeah. a few weeks ago? And we said that it was clearly, uh, it wasn't just Home as in the place, it was, you know, the writers had come back home. It was a big, you know, the first month of the week episode of the season, and I reckon that the same can probably be said for home again. Yeah. You know, in a very obvious way as well. I, I genuinely think that it was supposed to be the first month of the week episode of the season. Everyone's come back. Everyone's getting back into it. Now we get to sit and enjoy it. Yeah. I, I hope it doesn't screw with the... Uh, the flow of home again because I have to admit I'm very excited for that one. Yeah, me too. And I, I think that what one of the things they big things they said was
0: that Chris Carter says was that doing it this way actually improves the flow. So, you know, I'm going to take I'm going to trust him on that one. You know, in that it, this will make the flow work even better. But we'll we'll have to see. Will we be the arbiters once we get to the end of episode six and we see how it's all rolled out, really. But yeah, well, obviously, you know, Mulder and Scully are back on the case, and I think one of the immediate things is that there's that sense of them still operating in the old-fashioned way they used to. You know, there's that line that uh, Mulder says, I'm old school, and then Scully says, well, I'm pre-Google. <laughs> 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 I, thought
1: that, I thought that was great. It's just a little nod to the fact that times have changed. No, absolutely. It makes you... Because you do, didn't you? When you first heard the X-Files was coming back, you kind of went, no, oh, I'm not sure how this is going to work. And then because they make jokes about how, they, how technologically impaired they were previously. Yeah. It makes you feel a little bit more comfortable with them sorting themselves out in the, well, in today's world. Yeah, exactly. It brings it forward
0: a bit, and you know, makes them doesn't make them like, you know, out of time or anything. It just up, updates them, which I think is really is a really nice way of doing it. And you know, there's other little things in this episode as well, which can almost get lost. There's the whole thing of how Sanjay, the the guy who dies in the teaser, was gay, and he's got this friend called Gupta. And you get these comic moments of Mulder <laughs> ending up
1: almost getting a blowjob, <laughs> which yeah, that I didn't see coming. No, no, I, I could have maybe chosen my words a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I was going to say something, but
0: I didn't. It felt a little bit like Californication creeping into the show, actually, slightly. It did, didn't it? Yeah, it was a little bit of a Hank Moody moment. Maybe that was on purpose, you know? Because obviously, David Duchovny is almost as associated with that in recent years.
1: The, yeah. as the Beck spoils. Oh, absolutely! I so I kind of got that feeling in my struggle as well. The first time him and Scully get together, he looks like Hank Moody. Yeah, although you know, you
0: you can argue that David Duchovny always plays David Duchovny a little bit in everything he does. He just looks like him. Yeah, I think I think that's how he dresses. You know, the way the way when Mulder's not in, he's like uh, his suit. I think that's how David Duchovny with the cool shades. There's a lot yeah. more of the cool shades going on in this season than ever before. Duchovny's totally gone, I'm 55, man. I'm wearing what the fuck I want. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I think the whole thing of how Mulder accidentally gets caught up in that is it's a slight little, again, I think a slight little wink by James Wong who obviously wrote this episode and directed it of the fact we're in a different age. And I quite like the fact that it's its not an important part of the episode, but it's there about
1: the the whole homosexual element. I like that. Yeah, I think if it fits in. It's, it's kind of a... Like you say, it brings everything up today. We're because okay, we're we're only talking mid nineties and early two thousands. It wasn't that unacceptable, but you know, it's it's far more for want of a better word normal and everyday now, isn't it? Well, it's on TV more. I mean, and this this is the key thing. You know, it's and it's back
0: then. I mean, I remember I've been rewatching Friends lately and uh, doing a marathon with my girlfriend, and the amount of like jokes at gay people's expense in Friends is astounding, right? It's, it's, it's At times, it's a little bit homophobic because there's loads of jokes you pick up as, a, as an adult where you go, what the hell? I didn't see that coming when I was a kid. But the whole thing is as well that, you know, there is that element of in the 90s and at the time The X-Files was on, it was either not on TV or it was on TV, but it was more a bit more stereotypical, whereas now you're in the age of things like transparent, you know, you're in the age of sitcoms that are specifically, or not even sitcoms, dramas, obviously, that are very much about the gay community. And in a world where it's much, much more cliched to actually portray that in a in a bad way, so it's just I I like the idea that it's not a big deal, and that's that's the biggest thing with these things. It's the same with race. I like it when it's not a in, in, a big deal and it just
1: is there because that's that's what life's like. Yeah, just part of the story. No, it's not a big deal made about. It. And it, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Yeah, it was a nice little thing. But um, what is interesting about Mulder
0: throughout this is that well, there's two things that linger with him. We'll get to the other, the main one in a minute, and that's obviously William. But the other thing is how, when they're investigating the um, the case and they're starting to put the pieces together on these experiments and everything like that, it's how he reacts when he starts to hear the sounds and he sees the images of the children mutations and the patient files, and he gets the the he gets that piercing sound that Sanjay did. Yeah. Now I don't know about you, but that reminds me of the Sixth Extinction. Yeah, very much so. Do you think that was intentional to link back to the alien virus and what Mulder has gone through and all that ongoing thread?
1: I think it quite it possibly is because there's there's the underlying very slight tones towards the mythology in in this episode anyway. Yeah, it's a really bizarre thing because it kind of it taught, it, it shows his uh, him being more of a skeptic about it this time around. Yeah, because he says you know le- something leads us up to the sixth extinction if you believe in that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I I remember it being said, but I can't quite place the scene. But yeah, I think
0: it's definitely a connective because, yeah. as you say, you know there is a link to the mythology. You know, a fairly substantial link in the end. It doesn't seem to be going that way, but there is a genuine, you know, especially with Scully, which we'll talk about when we when we talk about Scully. But there is a definite thing I think with Mulder in that his reaction, it's almost exactly the same as when he sees the alien rubbings and and the alien artifacts in those episodes, and he then gets that piercing shrill noise, and then obviously it sends him into a coma and all that stuff. But obviously, in this case, it's that I think a kind of a reaction to the alien stuff in these kids. And I thought, I thought that if that's the case, I thought that was a great callback because it's it's not necessarily mentioned massively, but I like the fact it's there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's the uh, it's the kid causing it, isn't it?
0: Yeah, because it happens twice. It happens twice. It it's happen the twice.
1: yeah. yeah. times, kind of, yeah. He's in the building, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And then the next time, he's he's a, he's at the
0: farmhouse when he's speaking to the kid's mum. And the kid tries to get away, and Scully manages to get him. But in this case, he's just yeah, he's going. It's it's and it's properly causing him pain, and it's just it's just. I think it's. I really I really like that, and it became more apparent to me on the second watch, which I really liked. But uh, and obviously, you know, he, he mentions the syndicate and he talks about the alien human hybrids, and he mentions how this seems to be a, con- a continuation of that work. And i you just i don't know about you I didn't see that coming from this episode. I thought this was going to be a much more of a standalone. I didn't imagine that we'd get mention of the syndicate in this, we didn't
1: even get that in the in my struggle no i i I didn't expect it at all and when you i think when you look at it as what is supposed to be the penultimate episode of the season, it's one of those episodes that uh we get a lot of them in like seasons seven eight and nine, which they're classed as mythology episodes because they mention bits of it. Yeah. They're not really mythology episodes. They just kind of like lead up to a finale or lead up to a two-parter in the you know mid-season. Mm. It, it seems like one of those episodes, which I think is why it's supposed to be episode five, yeah. actually works very well as episode two. I didn't see it coming at all. No, it was a real shocker, and I, I thought that was a great little thing to
0: mention. And obviously, you know, Mulder's wondering if Scully's not more connected to this then it seems, especially given what we found out at the end of my struggle, was that Scully apparently has alien DNA. But it did make me think, well, why didn't Scully get... Why, if scully got alien DNA, why isn't she affected by these kids either? Why is it just Mulder?
1: I think he direct, the, the kid that's doing the, the piercing noise, he directs it, doesn't he? Does he on both occasions? I think he, he must do, because it, only the guy that dies at the beginning, he's the only person affected in a room full of people. And there's nothing particularly special about him, is there? No, I suppose not. I don't know how the kid directs it at the guy from the beginning or Mulder and still has the you know, affects the worms that affect the birds. But yeah, it doesn't anybody else. But I I guess that's just one of those things you're not supposed to unpick at that thread. No.
0: But then I'd just like to think that it's the fact that there's a there's an alien connection with Mulder certainly anyway, and that it allows it to amplify in him, but I might be reading too much into it, but um but obviously we get the uh, um and the underlying emotional thread which is William. Which he, who he's mentioned, who he was mentioned briefly, obviously in my struggle, and obviously this is Mulder and Scully's son who was given up for adoption at the end of season nine, yeah, yeah. who'd now be fifteen, as Scully says. And one of the great things about Founders Mutation* is that we get fantasy scenes of how they would be with their child, with their child. Yeah. And we get Mulder's one, which closes out the episode after we've had all the, you know, the investigation and Mulder getting thrown across the room by the um, the X Men kids, as I like to call them. Um, <laughs> Because it, it does go a bit X-Men at the end, doesn't it? It does go very X-Men. We we'll get to that. But yeah, once once all that happens, you get the scene of Mulder and how he would have been with William. And I think, what did you think of the, all the William stuff in this? Do you think it's there as a as an emotional component or or it's building up to something else?
1: I do think it's building up to something else. And again, I think this goes back to it being, it's supposed to be being episode five. I I mm-hmm. genuinely think, so we're going to have all the William stuff with both Mulder and Scully in this episode and then we're supposed to be episode 6 something with william happens but as as part of the episode on its own actually i really liked it it was it's nice that they haven't just gone oh we'll just forget about william because you can't you can't have a a story we can't have two story arcs that big and forget it. we've already forgotten the uh the aliens and the fbi yeah i i don't think we'd get <laughs> to forget william as well no that's too many plot holes even for the x files
0: and I think you can get away with forgetting the aliens in the FBI, really. You can't forget. You can't get away with forgetting the fact that they had a son and effectively writing that out of continuity. So I think you're absolutely right. You know, it's picking, it's picking and choosing the right things to come back to. And yeah. I think in this case, actually having that underlying idea of Mulder and Scully both lamenting the fact that they never got to be a parent, I think is a lovely extra little underlayer to a story that is all about children and fathers and yeah. families, really.
1: A lot about parents losing their kids to their system as well. Exactly,
0: yeah, and to to a greater potential conspiracy and things. And I think the scene with Mulder at the end and and how he sees William and you know showing him 2001 and and doing the rocket with him is just really lovely. And then, of course, it all turns dark. And I think the idea of him, of Mulder's fear, being that William would be abducted just like
1: Samantha was, is genius. I thought that was amazing. I think it plays nicely into into Mulder's fears as part of the, the, the mythology. Because obviously, you know, we get to, by this point, we know all about Samantha and what happened to her. Yeah. But, you know, at this point, I think him still being afraid of that shows that he still kind of believes. As much as he wants to come back and be a skeptic, I think it's still underlying in him that, it, you know, it could definitely happen. Yeah, definitely. And that...
0: You know, they both. One of the big things, and we'll talk about that with Scully as well. They both have the the fear as well as the dream of a, of a happy life with him. They have the fear of him going, of him being taken away, which is, in different ways, and he, You know, it plays into the psychology of of how it's haunting him, and oh, I think I think that's great as a, as a character point. And I think it makes a lot of sense in that that's what would have been in his mind for a lot of the time in between these years as well, and thinking about his son and everything. And I, oh, it just. Adds
1: the extra layer, I think, to the episode. Yeah, I I think it shows that, you know, abductions or not or conspiracies or not, I think anybody handing over their kid like that would just, it would torture you. And I think they do a good job of showing that. Definitely. So that's a really good journey for
0: Mulder to undertake, a continuing journey um, with him back in the FBI and, you know, investigating and still being haunted by the past and by what's happened. So we'll see where he goes from here. But we'll be back next in the next episode to talk about uh, Scully's journey through Founder's Mutation. Do remember to, uh, you know, let us know what you think about Founder's Mutation and um, any ensuing episodes. By now, you'll have also seen Mulder and Scully meet the Weir Monster, which we'll be getting to soon. Uh, Let's know what you think, and we will uh, try and read out feedback on the show and get some dialogue going. So uh, that would be great. Uh, until the next time, thanks, Andrew. You'll be back. I'll Thanks, will. And uh, remember, guys. Trust no one. plus